0: Hello and welcome to Your Sparkly Brand. We're here to inspire and empower female entrepreneurs just like you. This podcast is all about delivering no-fluff, high-value content that helps you to grow your business. Doesn't matter if you have no budget and you're still DIYing everything on your own, we're giving you the tips, tools, and strategies that you need to build a sparkly empire. I'm Megan Gersh, your resident branding and website designer, and I'm here with my co-host and copywriting queen, Lauren Tassie Hey, Lauren, how's it going?
1: Hi, I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. As you can probably here. I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold. So I'm going to do my best in the podcast today, but might sound a little weird.
1: That's all right. We can, I think everybody will be able to handle it for sure. So do you have a sparkly moment this week? I do. And it's a little bit of a throwback. So I just finished reading Carrie Severson's book oh. unapologetically enough. And it was so good. Like I loved it so much. She was on episode 32 of the podcast and she talked all about it. And I honestly kind of wish I would have read it beforehand. Cause I would have had more to talk to talk specifically. About the book with her, but I really like. I loved it so much. One of the really cool things is that it's like a story, right? It's a a story of her life, but then then at the end, it has all these like workbook exercises because a lot of what was game changing for her was like journaling. So it's like the same journaling method she used, and I really love that she was able to like do that. I feel like more of these like self empowerment books need actual like you know like activities, like not just like oh let me try and figure out how to do it. So I loved her book. If anybody's curious, they should definitely go check it out. The way she talks about like burnout and her whole story for getting out of that just like was so inspiring. So I'll put a link to the book and the episode that she was on in the show notes.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. I always like, I feel like I always get overwhelmed by journaling. Like it has to be like this big complicated thing. So maybe that would help.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely like break it down into little stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about you? So I have been able to go to two different in-person events this week has, which has just been so amazing. I've gotten to meet friends that I have met via the internet and have never met in person before. So that's like always super fun. And this event that I went to yesterday was called Collab Fest, which was put on by a company called Stan, who I'm an ambassador for. And yeah, it was just really fun to like hang out with other creators, make some content and just like, you know, nerd out about TikTok and about video (laughs) content. And, you know, I feel like I'm still very much in the beginning of like making those types of friends, like in real life, just because like, I feel like there's not that many people in my kind of close... Circle that do that kind of work. So it's kind of refreshing to chat with like, you know, like minded people in that way and just like chat about like what they've been testing, what they have been seeing on their social media and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of making me feel a little sparkly this
1: week. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with TikTok specifically and what people do on there, like that is has become its own version of content creation. And that honestly, like wasn't popular before the pandemic. So there haven't really been events up until recently. So it's kind of cool that that it's this like new frontier that also you now get to like experience in real life.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's actually like a whole conference that's going on this week. I'm not going, but I know a lot of my friends that I met yesterday are going, but it's called VidCon. It's here in, or it's down in Anaheim, but yeah, it's like basically like a YouTube based, like almost like a conference where they do like panels and do Q and A's and stuff like that. And you can meet creators there and it's becoming like a huge thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well,
1: I feel like this is a good segue into our topic for today, which is we are talking about the delicate balance of deciding whether you're going to share business or personal content and sort of where that fits in your business on your, you know, your website, in your emails, on your social media, it's going to be different for every single business and every single entrepreneur. And sometimes it's maybe it's more of your personal boundaries, right? You don't want to put pictures of your kids up or you don't want to, you know, have people see the inside of your home. All of those things are totally fine. And if you like setting those boundaries, I think are really helpful ahead of time, right? Before you kind of get like, it's so much easier to set those versus like kind of walk backwards after you realize maybe you aren't comfortable with how much you're sharing. So before we get into the specifics, these are some things that just kind of always come up, but you want to pay attention to the numbers and the feedback you get when you're planning and scheduling your content. If all of your personal stuff is what's getting ton, you know, tons of views and tons of engagement, you want to consider that as you're planning your content and also make sure that it's not totally sidetracking what you're trying to do with your business. So pay attention to the numbers there. And then when it comes to how much you should share, think about your industry, right? Like if you're a doctor, you probably want to keep things pretty professional. Where if you're an artist or a content creator or something, you get to be have a little more fun with it and not worry about sort of turning off potential customers because you are in an industry that is very buttoned up and formal.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think like when I take a look at people's accounts when I'm doing like account audits, I either see people are doing way too much personal content or they're doing not enough. So it's really about finding that balance. And in general, I like to recommend to clients that you use that 80, 20 rule when it comes to, you know, sprinkling in peppering in that personal content. I mean, ultimately people want to get to know you, right? Like they, people buy from other people. They want to make sure that the person that they're giving their money to, they align with like on a, you know, a core values level and spiritual level on an emotional level. And one of the ways that you can do that is through sharing personal content. So when you're thinking about what personal content to make, I always like to pose the question, what type of value is this going to bring to your audience? So like, is this going to make them laugh? Is it going to give them some kind of like look behind the scenes? Will they get to know your perspective on something? And is it something that they would resonate with? Like, is it something that they will watch and be like, I feel so seen right now? So thinking about those questions as you kind of plan out your content and kind of strategically pick the pieces of personal content that you want to share with your audience? So
1: you mentioned that 80, 20 world. Is that 80% business, 20% personal?
0: Yeah. And I would even sometimes recommend that it be a little bit less than 20%, to be honest, like even like 10%, I think is sometimes fine. In some cases, again, this is going to depend on like what your business is and how relaxed your brand personality is as well. Just because if you have a more relaxed type of brand, like more personal content might feel right. But then again, if your business is a bit more abundant, up, then, you know, you might want to stick to just like educational kind of style content. When you start creating personal content, it can really help to humanize your brand. It can really help to draw the right people to your brand as well and repel those people that you don't really want in your business, just because ultimately your audience wants to see themselves in you. If you can show that you're you're like, this person's just like me, like that is something that people are going to be drawn to right away. And when it comes to TikTok versus Instagram, TikTok and in general is just way more relaxed it's very natural when it comes to getting to know the creator there's lots of these kind of vlog style pieces of content on there where basically people will take lots of two or three second clips and kind of cut them all together essentially like take the viewer along with them in their day so it's it's very very casual one other strategy that I wanted to mention also is that a lot of creators leverage what they call collabs so essentially they will meet up they'll make content together and it's really fun as the viewer to like watch two of your like to watch two of your favorite creators like creating together it's definitely like a moment that helps to stop the scroll it like helps to keep people engaged especially like you can even use this strategy too for educational content if you wanted to but like asking each other questions if you wanted to you know provide value in that way but when I think of like the types of creators that i think are doing a really good job of this recently in the last year I think michaela nagara has gotten really really, really good at this. She is a makeup creator on TikTok. If you're on TikTok, I'm sure you know, Michaela's content. She's like all over the app, but she talks a lot about her mental health struggles. She has been recently engaged. And so like, she's getting ready for her wedding and stuff like that. And just like some personal growth stuff that she's been going through. And I think that that is the kind of like vulnerable content that really helps to like, again, humanize you, draw people to you, make people feel like you're a real human instead of just, you know, a creator on their screen every once in a while, you know, if you've been making content for a while and you're not seeing the sales that you want, I would do a content check to see if you're sharing too much personal content. That's a very, very common thing that I see on accounts where it's like a lot of the time as creators, like when we create personal content, it can be really special to us, but it's maybe not as special to the viewer. And so it can be a little bit difficult to see past that at times when we're creating so it it helps just to get you know even if you have a friend that you can talk to about like do you think i'm not talking about my product enough kind of get another set of eyes on your page just to get some feedback it can be really helpful to get just another person's opinion on like am i sharing too much personal stuff am i not promoting my business enough and just really doing that account audit
1: that's interesting that made me think of something and i feel like maybe we brought this up in a past episode but say you have something personal that goes viral i think we used some example of like you're walking your dog and something crazy happened, but like you have a candle business or something and that like, and your personal thing goes viral. Is there any way to sort of use that momentum and that attention to kind of redirect it back to business? I
0: mean, you can always use a strategy of like going live people like, especially on TikTok, like if your video is going viral, even if it's a personal piece of content, people are, will see that you're live, like as that video is getting pushed out. And so they, they could be prompted to go over to the live so that you could introduce yourself. They can get to know you a little bit better. That's honestly like the most ideal scenario, just because you can kind of say, Hey guys, what's up? And like kind of introduce yourself. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it really depends, it, you know, you can always ask the question, do you want to pivot your account? Is this something that you really want to lean into? Yeah. Uh, just because it, I mean, if you found a winning formula, you know, you can, you can certainly make the decision to kind of pivot and lean into that more.
1: Yeah. But One of the interesting things, like, I guess what stands out for me just as somebody who who's not, who doesn't use social media for my business is I think that there's and again, more so on Instagram. I haven't been on TikTok lately. There's sort of like, I think there's like maybe a gray area I see sometimes that I think really works. Like when you see people just like straight up, like posting advertisements and stories, or it's like, you know, here, this program's open, go get your spot. Now. I just, I just feel like everyone, including me is just immediately not watching that. Right. Because it's so business focused. It's so sales focused, but when somebody jumps on and maybe talks about, what was they were going to post in these very expertly presented slides that are basically just a sales page and an Instagram story. I feel like that is so much more effective just from the user end, you know, sort of that gray area where it's like, here's something that happened today that also I can kind of tie into the product I'm selling.
0: Yeah. A lot of people do use that strategy, especially on Instagram where it's like, even if you're just like taking a casual selfie or something like that, just because that visual is going to stop the scroll more than like a blatant ad because it feels more natural. It feels more like it's on the go. It feels more just like, oh, I just snapped this. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people do use that strategy where it's like, they'll use a photo of themselves and then in the caption kind of like go into like all of their sales pitch, their information, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah. I think, I, I think that that's working a lot better these days than anything that's like, and well, I mean, an Instagram, even like high, if you use the words buy or sell in your post, it's going to get hidden anyway. So
0: yeah, definitely.
1: All right. So let's talk, about other areas in business where you need to consider sort of the personal business balance. And one of those is your website. I write a ton of website copy. The about page is one of my favorite things to work on for a business. It's usually where I start. My theory is you should always have a personal section on your about page. If you are, you know, a founder, if you are, unless you are a corporation in China that just bought a small business or something, have a picture of your face. I always love to do like the way I set up an about page is I have, you know, the beginning is like customer focus, you know, walking a customer Third journey. And then I have a box and it's a picture of, you know, the founder and their family, if they're cool with it, you know, and it's from their, you know, from their perspective using I talking in the first person, you know, I created this product because I saw my children were struggling with this and I, you know, wanted to help my family. And I just think that like that personal connection in that box, right? You stick in that box and you can make it so personal and so connected. And then everything else is focused about the customer. And that, you know, to me says there's a human behind this business. This is a, you know, maybe even if it's not a small, small, business anymore, but it started as a small business. I think that really goes so far versus just like sort of a generic, like faceless brand. Yeah, agreed. And then the other part that I, I work on a lot is emails, right? I think emails offer such a great opportunity for personal storytelling, especially if somebody is on your email list, they are invested in you. They are reading what you're writing. They It's much more intimate than social media, right? You're showing up in their inbox. I've always called it like the living room of the internet, right? If they're, they're inviting you into your inbox. So I think there's a great opportunity for storytelling in there. And it also like, then you've got something to write about too, because sometimes coming up with those emails can be hard. So tell a story about something that happened to you, like make it a compelling story. We as humans love stories, right? It keeps us engaged. You just want to make sure it always relates back to your business in some way. One of my tips for that is to make sure you have in the subject line, it's clear that it's a story, right? Because I think that's going to get more opens. That's going to get more intrigue. So you like, can't believe this happened. can't believe this happened the other day, dot, 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 or something, you know, just something that opens that curiosity that says, Hey, you're going to be entertained here. This is not a sales specific email. And then the other thing is to make sure you have a CTA at the end of your email. And it doesn't have to be, you know, buy now. It doesn't have to be go to the website. It can be like reply and tell me about a time something like this happened to you or want, you know, want to discover more, try this, you know, there's so many great ways to sort of add that personal element, but still relate it back to your business and email, just because that is a more intimate setting than social media.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can tell you some of the, some of the higher end ticket items that I have purchased kind of in my entrepreneurial journey have been because of storytelling emails. And I think back to some of those stories and I, I still like think back to those stories, like to this day of like, Oh yeah. Like that taught me like a small thing or like it, it just stuck in my memory for some reason or another. And it's like, that's like how you make an impact on people is by like, you know, sharing your story and like, kind of like relating to people in that way.
1: Yeah. And I think that like, I, I I'm not sure exactly why it works so much better in email than necessarily on social media, but it does. And the more personal you can get, I think the bigger of a connection that comes across. Absolutely. Well, that's all we've got for today. So think about it. Are you going to start sharing more or maybe less? personal content in your business every business is going to have a different balance you really have to like look at your industry look at what people are doing and figure out the right thing for you Um, and consider this when planning your content for the next few weeks so if you enjoyed this episode we'd love it if you left us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts and thank you so much we will be back next week with another episode stay sparkly